0: Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five star review. Have a great day.
1: Hey guys, what's going on? Tim here in the Revolved Realty Studio, back with my old buddy. Michael Zuber author of one rental at a time and I told you this a second ago you are like the calming voice out there <laughs> at the moment so how are things in California
0: oh good well I appreciate that I certainly try to be it's uh you know real estate investing it, it's not like stocks right stocks mm-hmm. you know every minute every second um, I have had that emotion you know many decades ago of, yeah. of watching it every day and real estate's just not that same way I've been doing it through, uh, some pretty horrific events and um, you know this one is a little a little faster, a little deeper uh, but it will be so much shorter. yeah uh, it's important to kind of realize that this is not going to be a, a two a three or four year kind of event. so yeah I, I, I want I want people to calm down because I think real estate investing some of it will go on sale right There's always motivated mm-hmm. sellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it when owner occupants are afraid. You know, that's what I talk a lot about on my channel. It's it's owner occupants because they're my competitors. And then cost of capital. And I think 2020 is going to be a tremendous year to be a real estate investor because you can count on the low cost of capital. Uh, you could count on owner occupants not being interested at least for the next six months or so. They may come around in Q4, but Q four traditionally is not an owner occupant driven quarter because it's rainy and it's cold and you know, all of those mm-hmm. things. So I'm excited by 2020. Now, you know, we've got to get through a couple of months that are going to be choppy. And, you know, as a landlord, just like everyone else, you know, I'm wondering if my tenants are going to pay, which we can talk about, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not anything to be scared about at least from real estate investing. It's, It's certainly a health scare. Yeah. And, you know, if you're working in retail or restaurants, it's going to be uncomfortable, but you know, you have, You have the best unemployment benefits today that we've ever had with that extra $600 a week kicker from the fed. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be a thing, but it's not going to be this biggie, big, scary, great depression thing. It's just not.
1: Well, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, about what's going on on the internet with some of our, they're not really my peers, they're more your peers, but how, how is life in general? Because I'll be, I'll tell you right here where I am in uh, Huntsville, Alabama, um, just over the weekend, the governor came out and said, okay, we're we're going to hunker everybody down, everybody, you know, mandatory stay at home unless you're an essential business. Um, and, and she got a, a lot of flack from folks outside of the state for how long she took to do that. But her thing mm-hmm. was... You know, we're not going to overreact here. We're gonna we're gonna look at this thing day by day, and when it gets to that point, and and really what they did, I think, was they looked at the you know little cell phone data that everybody's bandying around that mm-hmm. showed that people really hadn't changed much. I mean, you would go to the the stores here; they would still be full, lots of traffic, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. even with with that step, I mean, a lot more folks are, are staying home, I think. But we're really not seeing a a tremendous change in life. We all still have food. We all still have electricity. We all still have water, you know, and, and the one thing, and I, and I mentioned this the other day on a video, everybody here is so polite now, (laughs) you know, this is, I mean, the South, we've all, we're known for our Southern hospitality, but now when you go, when you go to the grocery store, everybody's just, you know the few people that are there and the people that work there very friendly very polite everybody's yeah. keeping their distance and you know that was one of my things is maybe a side effect of this is people will be nice again but what's the what's the atmosphere like there in California cuz you guys are a world yeah. apart from us good old boys down here
0: uh, that's it, it's interesting cuz you just went on what we're calling shelter in place mm-hmm. we we were the first county right so i live in the santa clara county which is affectionately called the bay area mm-hmm. and we've been shelter in place it feels like three weeks. It might be three and a half weeks. You guys so were one of the first, right? We were the first. Yeah. Okay. Might, there might've been a place in Washington state, but we were the first County um, who wasn't having a spike to go on uh, a shelter in place. And um, it is, you know, it takes a week or so to get your groove going. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause again, uh, I feel for for folks who have young children. Uh, I have na- I have a neighbor to my right that's got three kids under five. I have a neighbor straight ahead uh, who's got two kids under five, and their world's in a muck, right? They're both they're both mom and dad are in technology. They're trying to you know do Zoom calls and. It, it's got to be rough. But what I'm hearing from them is it took about a week, a week and a half to get a cadence
1: mm-hmm. nap
0: schedules and feedings. I mean, cause they're doing everything. I just, I just feel for them. Um, <laughs> a lot of, a like, lot of
1: people don't want to stay home with their kids.
0: Well, it's I funny. Mean, let's right? be honest. You, they don't. <laughs> well, it's funny when you talk to people about financial independence, what, what do I hear most? I want to spend more time with family. I mean, that's what I yeah. hear, right? When Until you do. Yeah. I say, congratulations. <laughs> you have 30 days mm-hmm. by like day four. They're like, <laughs> I want to go back to work, <laughs> but you know what? Now they got their groove going. I've talked to both of them in the last 48 hours and they're like, okay, we get it. Um, we're o- Olivia and I are, uh, we're not going out. We we've been out. Uh, we, I've driven my car once in a month.
1: Have you really? Um, that was,
0: wow. Yeah. That was, that was to go to a, a grocery store, a uh, Costco specifically. We wanted to stock up on a few things. Um, but yeah, it's it is interesting. I, you know, we're not seeing a lot of people. I mean, we can go two or three days, and you know, I, I I do one thing outside every day. I exercise outside, so I might see three or four people. But yeah, we're not. We're just, you know, our life really didn't change, right? We both have been unemployed uh, for a couple of years now, retired because of real estate. Um, the only thing that really changed for us is we used to love to eat out, right? We used mm-hmm. to love to go to restaurants, and that's off the table, but. I'm lucky that Olivia is a tremendous
1: cook. So um, I've, I've gained like 10 pounds since the start because Melissa's cooking everything.
0: Yeah. You got to (laughs) watch out, man. That's what I I sent out a post yesterday. Uh, I actually took it from April Crossley, uh, an investor out in the Northeast. And she sent out this little chalkboard. that says, what's going to happen to you, right? Are you going to become, are you going to, are you going to be fat as blank? Are you going to be an alcoholic? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Are you going to be divorced? Are you going to be pregnant Mm -hmm. or are you going to learn something? Right. I mean, there's, there's all these downsides <laughs> that come from staying home.
1: Yeah. The best way to make that, a choice. Yeah. The best one I heard yesterday, someone on Facebook posted, uh, their, they're preschooling their kids at, or their homeschooling for the yep. first time ever. And the guy's like, God, I hope they can get a GED <laughs> 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 we're, we're screwed otherwise. So, well, uh, let, us uh, of course, let's talk about the, the rental market uh-huh. because you, in my opinion, you wrote the best book on how to get started with, uh, buy and hold real estate. You've got what? 150 plus doors. Yep. Um, talk to me a little bit about your mindset as a guy who has all of these rental properties and folks paying monthly rent. What's yep. how, how are yeah, you remaining so, sane, Michael? Are you sedated?
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <You're a> little... <laughs> no, no. I, I, uh, because so I would there. probably
1: be pulling out this hair. I don't know.
0: No. Yeah. I don't know. No. So again, I'm like everyone. So this really, I started to get nervous. What would have been around March 15th, March 16th, when you're, when you're looking up and you have 150 plus tenants. Mm. Um, I would say that my stuff, you know, everybody wants to talk about classes. I have affordable housing, which if you want to put it somewhere, it's class C. Um, I'd say 90% of my stuff is class C with 10% class B. I have zero class A don't want any class A stuff. Um, so yeah, I was going, okay, what's going on. So I did a, I did a detailed review of my portfolio and started talking via my property manager to my tenants. So with rough numbers, uh, we collect about 30% of our income from section eight, right. Federal, uh, we had 100% confidence that money was going to show up. So check that, that came in. Mm -hmm. Um, we found 20, uh, cash paying tenants. So just over 10% of our portfolio who had, um, you know, big, nice houses that was like, okay, if they, if one of them lost their job, this could be a problem, right? Because they're there because they're, again, we have their applications. So we know how they, what, what their jobs were. We identified the risks. So we felt pretty good uh, about our rent collection. Uh, so now we're on day seven, right? I have numbers through day six. We've collected 72% of our rent through April 6th. Uh, I also can compare that with March 6th, uh, where we collected 76% of our rent through March 6th. So it's a little bit behind. Uh, We've collected uh, rent from nine of the 20 at risk. Uh, So, you know, that's better than I expected, frankly. Um, We have always collected about 20% of our rent between the 5th and the 10th. Don't ask me why. It's just how it happens. Uh, So... Uh, all in all, April is going to be fine. Um, I did do a review uh, in that same March 16th area that I said, you know what? I think I could lose 10% of my rent collection. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my baseline. Uh, but then, you know, because I'm a conservative investor, which I talk about in the book, uh, we could we could limp along with 50%, right? If we collected 50% of our rent, uh, we could pay all our bills. We're not going to ask for forbearance. We're going we're going to pay everything because I think. I think there's a big gotcha in all this forbearance talk, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm you know in the end I'm going to be I'm going to help people that need help. If if you're one of my tenants and you were in retail or a restaurant, you can prove that to me. Um, I'm going to do anything I can to help you because this is nothing you created. Uh, I'll do things like payment plans. I'll do things like half off for a, uh, until you get your job back. But you know, in fairness, most of my tenants with this souped up unemployment. They're going to be making as much income, if not more, mm-hmm. staying home. Mm-hmm. That's just the math of where I invest. So once unemployment starts kicking in, which it hasn't yet, nobody's gotten their checks yet. Nobody's got their supercharged checks yet. Once that comes, um, I think it gets easier. I think April's a messy month. May could be a little bit messy, but I'm not all that concerned. Uh because you know, I've done the numbers. Yeah. Right? And, and you're, you're in a better I,
1: position than probably a lot of folks who do what you do. Uh, I, mean, let's, I mean, they're, I, I know maybe, a number of them who are really, really heavily leveraged and they're, they're a little, they're a little nervous. A little nervous. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, there's, I mean, th- being highly leveraged is, uh, it, it feels good mm-hmm. when the market's, you know, up and to the right. Uh, but high leverage doesn't really work even in a flat market. And, um, I've never been a fan of that kind of mindset. I think, I think it works when it works, but then it blows you up. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the, uh,
1: yeah, the forbearance thing that, uh, that everybody's talking about, because I, I think it's a, it can be helpful, but if the banks don't get their act together after the, you know, 90 days, it can be problematic because I know a lot of them are like, you know, we're going to give you 90 days, but then at the end of the 90 days, all of that money comes due. So, and that's one of the things, a lot of the talk that I hear about forbearance is at the end of that 90 days, who's going to have four months worth of mortgage payments to, to send in, you know, very, very few people, I would think.
0: Well, yeah. Let's just say if you had four months of payments, you probably could have made your payments. You would have
1: (laughs) have made the payments. I mean, that, that's us. I mean, I I don't have the, uh, anywhere near the portfolio you do. I just have a handful. And, you know, we are. Well, I think our our thing is we're going to go ahead and just kind of put in for the forbearance, but we're going to continue to pay. You know, if we've got it, we're going to pay it. So far, everything is good. I'm not leveraged as as highly as you are. But, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, it, I mean, it's an, it's an unnerving time. You know, you and I are yeah. fortunate. We don't have to work a day job to, to buy yeah. groceries. Right. And I feel for those people who do. But, mm-hmm. you know, someone the other day was saying, you know, like, I, I sympathize with them, but I don't want their burden to become mine. And I understand that, you know, because it very easily can.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think um, I think there's a lot of financial misunderstanding going on. Mm-hmm. I think our I think the average understanding of folks, even in the real estate business, is not great. Um, you know, one of the big fears, going back to the previous to- topic, was people just wouldn't pay rent. Right? They would hear mm-hmm. about no evictions mm-hmm. and all of that, and they go, "Woohoo, rent holiday!" Blah <laughs> blah blah. Well, that's just not true, right? Right. Uh, yes, we can evict if you don't pay, but believe me, we're going to do everything we can uh, because we we need to have a stick. And you know, we have mortgages to pay, and you want me to mm-hmm. maintain, and I have property taxes and insurance. Um, so we're going to run a business, and if you're trying to game the system, which clearly some people will, we're gonna we're gonna get you when you can. Yeah. Uh, but I think the same thing applies to landlords. One of the one of the things that discourages me the most is on social media, when I hear landlords out of one side of their mouth, they're going, Oh, my tenants are going to screw me. And then out of the other side of their mouth, they're going to go screw the mortgage right. person. Mm-hmm. And I think that double speak is, I think that shines a lot of light light on the character of you as a person. And, and and that's exactly
1: a, what I was going to say. I think you're going to see the true character of a lot of people yeah, during it's a,
0: this. It's not a positive light. and <laughs> most, most of the time, No. Yeah. yeah. Karma is going to get you. Yeah. What uh, so, what
1: kind of communication have you had going between yourself and your tenants?
0: Zero. Okay. Uh, all my communication goes through my property manager. I've had okay. extreme communication with my property manager.
1: And he's communicating uh, with the tenants?
0: Yeah. I don't want my tenants to know who I am. Sure. Never. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we started talking last month. We started talking on the 15th or 16th. We're getting a game plan. We audited my tenants. We found the risks. We communicated out. Um you know, now we're starting calls saying, Hey, you're late. What's going on? What right. do you, what's, you know, so, you know, it's, and, and it's kind of, we're just trying to treat it as, um, business as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you
1: let, you let them know the rent is still due.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're, not we're, we're posting notices and, and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, I think we had one person call back saying, Hey, you can't evict me. We're like, yeah, we can't evict you, but rent still due." Uh, do you want a payment plan, blah, 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 because we, we will file this against your credit and,
1: mm-hmm. you know, you
0: will have a hard time, you know, getting a new place because of this. And these are all true statements, right? We're not, and if they can't pay again, if somebody can't pay because, you know, mom worked at a, a restaurant and dad was a, a, I don't know, a retail person. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to do that. Right? right. If we can find proof of that, that's just not who I am. I'll probably give that couple free rent. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it, I am lucky to be in the position I am, but uh, if you're playing games with me, I'll, uh, sh- I'll wait. I'll hit you with a hammer when this is all done. No problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: well, so. I mean, the, the, don't get me started on this topic because I've I have helped a lot of people, and usually mm-hmm. you get taken advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, I guess that's just the nature of the beast. What about those landlords out there who? unlike you are, are not okay with this, that, that do run the risk. If the rent is not paid, um, they could be in deep trouble. Should they, should they talk to their mortgage company? What's the best course of action for them?
0: Oh, without question. If, if, if you're a landlord out there, whether you have one house or a hundred houses and you have a true hardship because, you know, like for example, if you were in Las Vegas today, right. And you rented, um, you know, you had a 30 unit apartment building that rented to uh, cocktail waitresses and magic acts and all these, I mean, Las Vegas is going to be the epicenter for pain. Mm -hmm. I would call my lender immediately. I would say, Hey, here's all my tenant applications. They all work for the win and the encore and Caesars palace and blah, 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 blah. And nobody's working. Right. Um, Oh, by the way, I've got some kind of, um, Some, some rent coming in, but it's 30% of what it was because, you know, they all have unemployment and I've agreed to $200 a month instead of 800 or I'm just making stuff up so I can show some income. I would, I would file immediately Mm -hmm. uh, if I could document it to that level Uh, because I've been through 08 and I've known what it talks to, you know, when you can talk with banks and if you can prove a true hardship. Uh, you can absolutely work through this because no bank wants to take over a 30 unit building in Las Vegas today. That much, I promise you. (laughs) So work it out and it'll be hard and you'll have to document everything to the nth degree. But if you are in pain because of this call and over communicate, just like I over communicate with my tenants Mm -hmm. over communicate with your mortgage lender. But there are so many people today that just fear what might be coming. They don't have data yet, but they're calling their lenders, asking for forbearance, which the lender has to give it, give you it, no questions asked, mm-hmm. which was in the bill. So everybody's getting these 90 days or six months. I tell you, it's going to come back and bite most people in the ass because right. you don't need it yet. You, 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 It's only the 6th of April, right? Or the 7th of April. I mean, <laughs> you don't even know if your tenants are paying it. What are you yeah. doing asking for help? Yeah. Um, that's just, that's just crazy to me, but no, if you are, if you are hurt, whether one house or hundreds, and you could say, Hey, you know, I, I have property in New York city and and nobody's work, you know, whatever it is call, Mm -hmm. but don't just call because, because again, I hate that people landlords bitch about their tenants, not paying rent. And then the other side of their mouth, they're, they're calling their lenders when they don't even have facts yet. Right. That's, that's not okay. In my opinion.
1: Yeah. I understand. Let's talk a little bit about, um, video that you put out kind of commenting back to some of the, uh, uh, the real estate folks on, on YouTube and which I thought was great by the way. I mean, you're, uh, for everybody that doesn't know this, Michael's got a really good YouTube channel. I watch every one of those. Um, you were talking about Ben Mala. Yeah. And if you don't know who Ben is, he's this Jesus, larger than life, ginormous guy. Yeah, uh, he's a big
0: human being. He, man,
1: he is something else. He, You think he's uh, he's putting on, but I think that's just him. But he's, you know, multi-multi-millionaire, got, oh, yeah, you know, hotels sure. and that sort of thing. And, you know, Ben was on, on video, and I don't know how much of it was put on, but to me, he seemed genuinely concerned.
0: I mean, oh, I'm yeah, sure now. he's going
1: to be okay. You know, he's probably yeah. got $100 million, but... Just the concern was, I thought it was genuine. Did you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You could see it in his face. Um, When he, I mean, he, Mm -hmm. he, Ben Mala, again, I think conservatively was worth a hundred million dollars going into this event. Ben Mm -hmm. Mala is not worth a hundred million dollars today. Let's just be clear. (laughs) (laughs) There's been a little deterioration in that net worth. No question.
1: Yeah. A lot of his money Uh, is in, is in hospitality, hotels,
0: retail and hotels. Yeah. And then, Value-add affordable housing is kind Mm -hmm. of uh, where he also is. Uh, But again, retail and hotels are perhaps the worst things to own today. Yeah, And to be highly leveraged in the worst segment is, actually, it's kind of good and bad. And I kind of put that out in the video. Uh, First off, it doesn't feel good today when you have a a gym that used to cut you a $50,000 a month rent that suddenly calls you and says they can't. That doesn't feel good. But just like we talked about earlier with the mom and pop and the 30 units in Vegas, Ben can very clearly call up his lenders, which is probably agency debt, which means cheap and most flexible and say, Hey, here's my rent roll. And here are all my letters from my strip mall that none of them are paying. Ben Mala is going to get workouts. It is going to be uncomfortable. Um, it is going to hurt him personally. He will probably have to give up some of his toys, uh, but he's going to be fine. I yeah. cannot see Ben Mala losing a single property because he owns the worst stuff. No bank wants a strip <laughs> center today. Yeah. Just like that 30 units in Vegas. No mm-hmm. no bank wants that. They will bend over backwards for Ben Mala, um, just like his ho- hotels, right? He talked about uh, you know his hotels bringing in a million dollars a month that are now bringing in zero. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to document for banks. Ben Mala is going to get workouts. It will be uncomfortable. It will add stress to his life. He will have to make some personal sacrifices, but Ben Mala is going to be okay. Yeah. If we talk about, you know, Grant Cardone, who owns Class A multifamily, which is highly leveraged, I don't think he's going to be as okay Mm -hmm. because unlike Ben, Ben owns the worst stuff and banks know it. Mm -hmm. Grant owns kind of that multifamily segment, which is still kind of sexy, still kind of transacts. There's still hedge funds out there. He could lose some because he probably has covenants in his loans that say they have to stay at 70% economic occupancy. It could even be higher. Um, Owning that class A multifamily stuff bought near the peak, that's going to be uncomfortable. And he's got, and again, I believe Ben Mala. Most of his money is his money, right? The the equity is his. Mm -hmm. In Grant's situation, it's very clearly limited partners and syndications. And man, he is going to have the worst time managing tenants. But equally, and probably louder, are all these limited partners that are going to become chewing on his ear and begging to get out and threatening lawsuits and no preferred returns. And now he's got a five year versus a ten year hold and. Oh my I mean,
1: just
0: talk about <laughs> yeah. the stress level. Grant I mean, has a, think, He
1: has a lot of moving parts and he has a lot he, of folks involved oh, in his business.
0: My, the overhead he has. Mm-hmm. And again, I think Grant will be fine. Sure. Just like Ben, he's going to have some toys taken away as, as a slap on the wrist. I do not believe he will have his jet in a year. Uh, I believe he'll be told to sell it. He may lease it back or something of that nature, mm-hmm. but it will no longer be his and his companies. He'll have some pain. I think Grant will leave it just fine. Um, but again, this whole th- the thing I like about uh, Ben is I believe it's all his capital, at mm-hmm. least his family's capital. Mm-hmm. He may have some, some of his kids and all of that in it. But that is just such a nice place to be when you're making calls about your stuff. When you have to make calls about thousands of other LPs, no, thank you. I will never, ever do that. Um, uh, man, uh, that would eat me alive. And I think it's eating him alive. I've seen some of his videos lately and he looks stressed Yeah, and he should be. Um, I just hope he stays awake cause he has a well-documented history with drugs. Um, I just hope this doesn't push him over the edge and that comes back. I mean, that would be a horrible outcome of this event yeah. if, if that demon raised its ugly head and it could, um, stress is a, uh, Stress is an evil thing. So mm-hmm. I, I wish both of them the best of luck. I think Ben actually survives better because he owns the worst stuff, which is just an interesting thing to say.
1: Right. So. Yeah. Well, they say the only difference between rich people and poor people are the size of their toys and the size of their problems. Yeah. And that's, that's very, I like uh, that. yeah, it's very true. So, all right, man. Well, um, you know, advice uh, closing out here to, to folks in general or to landlords that may have a lot of, uh, or even a few, Properties. Yeah. What's what's the best I, I thing to do everybody everybody right now?
0: To, the the goal is survive through the summer, mm-hmm. and, and I call July first. Let's survive through July first. So what do I mean by that? Well, that means cancel all capital improvements, or at least delay all capital improvements. That means communicate with your tenants. Be ready to take um, partial rents and rent payments. Uh, these are not rent holidays, so you will get that back whether you tack it onto the end or spread it out over twelve months. Just be ready that you know most of my my tenants are you know, if they don't live where I I have them, they're living in their car. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's be good human beings first. Um, But then let's get ready to take advantage of what's coming the second half so we can thrive in the second half in 2021. I believe we're going to have 18 months of buying opportunities because of forbearance. I believe there are so many people that are going into forbearance today that won't be able to make that big check, uh, that big fourth month or six month mortgage payment And banks are going to start foreclosing because the economy will be coming back. Banks will be foreclosing because there should be some equity. And we're going to have 18 months of buying. But again, survive through July 1st and let's thrive after that.
1: There you go. Chaos breeds opportunity. There you go. All right, man. Well, hey, if folks want to learn more about you and your book, which is the best damn book on buying rental property, uh, where do they find out more information?
0: Yeah. So the, I put out daily content where we're averaging two or three videos a day on my YouTube channel called One Rental at a Time. Uh, you can go to Amazon and buy my book. Although people are telling me because Amazon has so much stuff going on, it takes a month to get. Wow. Uh, so a lot of people are buying the Kindle version and uh, we just got on Audible a month ago. So I'm really happy that we put it on Audible. So maybe Audible is a better answer today.
1: Yeah. I will sell my copy for $500 <laughs> so, <laughs> with free shipping. Come on now. Oh, there you go. Yeah, All right, buddy. We will put links to everything. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You are the uh, you are the voice of reason in a uh, very noisy world at the moment. So if I can do anything for you, you know where I am. Thanks, buddy. Take All care. All right, yourself. man. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Yeah.